captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Ahoy fam! Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 4 of New Girl, Old Guy. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher, and if you could believe it, I came up with that Ahoy fam on the fly. Um, I won't go on for much longer without bringing in my co-captain. I regret saying that, Akiva Winker. <laughs> Ahoy. Ahoy, <laughs> Maze. What's the, what's the longest you've ever been on a ship before? I wasn't sure what you were going to ask me. I've I've cruised. Can I tell a crazy cruise story? I wanted <laughs> to tweet this. So how about this? If I do tweet this, all the NGOG people have to like it. I was going to tweet it, but I had to ask okay, my I'll sister. Like they all have to. So uh, in 10th grade, my family went on a, a – a, uh, my, my, my sister and I, there was only two kids in the Weaker family back then, went on a cruise with my grandpa and his wife. Okay. Just, sorry, two kids, two yeah, no, n- not my parents. My parents stayed home because they had just had a baby like two months earlier. They had, they had, um, I guess our third. What kid. a novel idea! Yes, we had. I had two two sisters born when I was in high school, tenth uh, grade, and at the end of senior year. So anyway, so we're on the cruise, and there's a whole bunch of other stories. Like I was told I was going to be expelled when I came back because I was missing a week for a cruise, <laughs> and that's not for now. Anyway, on the cruise, you get put. You have like dining room arrangements. Like you're in a bunk in camp or something. Like you're you're with this other group. You're at like the same table the whole time. So then they have like dress up meals where everyone comes in like black ties and all weird like culty cruise things. So we got put at a table with a family that had two teenage daughters that were more my sister's age oh, than mine. Hey-o. Well, they were they were much closer in age to my sister who was I was in tenth grade. My sister was in seventh. They were probably in can seventh. I interrupt to ask a yeah. Jewish question? Sure. Now you you outdo your your grandparents. So is this my grandpa's have, like, not kosher Orthodox? Cruise? Right, that's why I said you outdo him. Is this a kosher cruise, or no. you just like you ask like an airplane? You need the kosher meal. Yeah, we need that. We needed the kosher meals. They were just like unlimited airplane food, basically for us. It was it was bad. I, that's one of the reasons why you I really was, don't like, get your money money's worth being kosher on a cruise. Yeah, I agree. Now there probably weren't even kosher cruises, or they were very rare in 1998. Now there's plenty, but. Um, yeah, I agree. I was not looking. Okay, so these these are not Orthodox women. There are they who, not Jewish. Who, who, not Jew- they okay. were, they, It's a family from California. I like. I think they were maybe like very into the dad was into Jimmy Buffett. I remember or something. Anyway, okay. oh, I could catch him at Margaritaville with me and Missy. Oh, you guys go Great to time, resort time, in Times Square. Times Square is that where you go? You guys hang there. I I hadn't talked to you about that. That's no. not for now, as you said. That's not for now. I love that you said that. So. My sister really right, so befriended these them. Girls. Yeah, I wasn't really friendly with them. Someone would later describe me as very serious that week. <laughs> well, I had also been told I was going to get expelled from school. I was with my grandparents, rooming with my so- grandpa. It was, I was missing two two Jet home games. They beat the Panthers forty eight twenty one. I remember. Oh wait, uh, I have to interject again. Yeah. So in that situation, you stayed with your grandpa, and your grandma stayed with your they sister. They insisted. I wanted to. Stay, I wanted to stay with my sister, but they insisted that I stay with my grandpa. Why is that? I think they thought it would look like untoward if the, we may have discussed this once, honestly, that my sister and I would look uh, w- it would look weird if we were both together. I don't know. I have no idea why. How old were you? Uh, I was in 10th grade. So I was I had just turned uh, 15. And how old your sister? So she's uh, 12. 
interesting. No, we at the time I was annoyed and I thought it was weird. I mean, my brother and I stayed in. I remember maybe we did talk about this because on our cruise we went with another family. They had three kids in the family, a boy and two girls. Mm-hmm. And the girls pitched like, "Oh, Allie should stay with us, and the boys should stay together." And I was like, hell no, I don't want to be in a three-person cabin, which is not larger than a two-person cabin. Right. Yeah, the cabin I would small. rather just stay with my brother. And I feel like when you're in a brother-sister relationship, you, like, work it out. You, like, get the changing schedule right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah that's bathroom. honestly like, not you know. an issue for a day or two or, or a week in that case. That I would have been happy to ruin my sister. Anyway, that not the point. So my sister befriends these two sisters. <laughs> they have names. I won't say their, their names. Let's say they were – give me two names. Can you make up two names for me? Just give us the names and say that you're making it up. Oh, um, fine. Um, uh, uh, Sydney and Melbourne, okay? So Sydney and <laughs> Melbourne. Sydney I think Melbourne. Melbourne. Sydney and Melbourne. They're really <laughs> befriending my sister. Anyway, cruise is over. We go home. But my sister had befriended these girls, so they remained pen pals. It's probably like a year or two before you would have been like on AOL every day. So they yeah. were pen pals for a year or so, but then eventually it died down and. That was it, and you never thought about them again. My parents, which had a, who had a baby, had a second baby. Life went on, never thought about it. My sister now is in, is in Hunter College, okay? And, she, and she's going to get a job because she wants to live in the city and go out on her own and be independent, and I guess she doesn't have, like, she's not that busy with class. I don't know. So she gets a nanny job, and she, like, messages us after she gets the job. She's like, do you know who, you know who I'm nannying for? Like, who? She's like, one of the two girls that you went on the cruise with in 1998. I am like, she had a kid, and I'm her nanny. And she found them random, coincidentally, they're, they're, or it was like a Facebook from, thing. And she they were them. from like the Bay Area in California. There's, they're not Jewish. There was no like connection at all. It was totally random. She didn't realize till they got there, and she said like, "Oh yeah, that's a uh, an unusual last name." And she's like, "Are you related to Yael?" I was like, yeah, that's my sister who, but I wasn't born when you went on that cruise. Oh, 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 your younger, I Yeah, understand. so my sister oh, who wow. didn't even exist until a couple years after the cruise is So now, was it Sydney or Melbourne? I mean, they're both fake, so I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I never said which one. But isn't that crazy? Isn't that such a small world? Like, that's her that job. That is really she crazy. Is their and nanny. that wouldn't be that crazy in a Jewish world? Right. The, to open no it up to the regular world? Zero yeah, connection. They weren't from the same place. They were from California, not Jewish. Hadn't thought about them in, you know, 20-something years. And then, like, of all the people in the world, that's who she's a nanny for every day. And if I just think, if I hadn't said ahoy to start this podcast, yeah. <laughs> you may have never told that story. I thought it was a good story, but I, whatever. I enjoyed myself. Screw them. They don't like it. Get out. You yeah. can leave. Bye. There's the door. We don't need you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, how, I, I'm, get, I'm enjoying catching up with you every week on Curb. You know, this is perfect. We oh, so you've been listening record. to the Curb, the Curb podcast? It's it's downloaded. I had to. Ca- I, I was on the Survivor B and B this week. Mm-hmm. When, when I'm on the Survivor B and B, I gotta listen to everything that's out there. I gotta listen multiple oh, times. I, I gotta watch three three times. Not listen to any takes if I if I do a podcast like that beforehand. So I feel like, and this is again, sorry to the new girl fans. Just skip ahead like ten minutes. We'll be back. Um, I do. I obviously that's my position. Like I wouldn't listen to another new girl podcast. I don't listen to any challenge coverage. But when you're stepping in to the RHAP coverage mm-hmm. of Survivor, so for any people who don't listen to Survivor, don't know what we're talking about, 
Rob as a podcast has like 15 different no exaggeration survivor podcasts in a week that cover the same episode of survivor. Right. And I think when you're like jumping into that 15 episode universe, you have to generally know what's, what's in the air with yeah. other people. I feel like you have to respond to Kirsten three weeks ago, made this point. Uh, Steven on the know-it-alls this week said that I, I do feel like there's a pressure or I like to, I put pressure on myself to sort of engage in the current discourse. Yeah, if that that's makes fair. sense. No, I don't no, like no, to step in and then Rob already addressed all of that on the first week, like loser, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's tricky either way. I, I in general, with it's not just with Survivor, but with with uh, you know NFL stuff or Seinfeld. When I did the Seinfeld podcast or this show, I, like, I would never want other people's opinions. The same way comedians, a lot of stand-ups will never ever listen to somebody else doing stand-up because they don't even want to like incept another idea. You know. You know what the difference is, I think, is like on a regular podcast, right? We're doing New Girl every single week. Mm-hmm. I think when you step into Survivor or like a guest, like if I were going to come on, not that I've been formally invited to mm-hmm. either Curb podcast, really. Yeah, you've been um, invited. But if I were to come on a you Curb podcast, <laughs> if I were to come on a Curb yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. um, I would be asked, like, we ask everyone a New Girl, like, what do you feel about the season overall? And he takes generally. And I wouldn't want... Yeah, who like cares? Who would like be I'm like, oh, that's what, idea. you know. No, but okay, but that's Doris just me. But I'm a professional week. and I like to be prepared. Mm-hmm. That's, Fair you know, that's No, just you me. should listen to the show you're going on to be familiar with it. That's, of course, for, that's, you know, that's preparation. That's professional. And it's it's not like, it's like I am usually caught up to the B&B anyway or usually caught up on know-it-alls anyway. So it's not like, and, and I intend to listen to your Curb podcast. So to the extent you ask me to come on next week, am I behind? Yes, but it's not like, Oh my God! I'd have to listen to this podcast. I was not going to listen to anyway. Mm-hmm. I just have to reconfigure things. That's fair enough. Anyway, so I liked this. I'm liking the season, but again, I'm not coming in every week to podcast about it. I'm just like literally watching it on my couch on a Sunday night. A better way to watch a show, honestly, is not writing notes and stuff like that. Well, that's a that's a cold take that we've had before, but yeah. yeah. Um, a new girl. Unless you have other business to. I'm just curious if you liked this episode. Of, uh, of Curb. Oh, of I Curb. like checking in with the Keeb. Because also, P.S. I co- I got all this rigmarole about how I don't message you and we don't talk. I like always message you about Curb and you just don't respond. I think maybe I hadn't seen it yet. I forget. I, 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 you know, I think I hadn't seen it when you messaged me. And also, it's a weird thing, but I hate. I don't know why this always happens after Curb because I don't watch it like live. I I always get messages or see something that's like oh that episode sucked or that's bad before and and it colors my opinion of the episode so strong you know what i mean like with all shows but you have to become more of a spiteful person because like it well it's the opposite effect when someone says like oh my god i love that episode i have a natural inclination to think i'm gonna hate it and vice versa so you just have to be more of a contrarian fair enough um yeah i like doesn't suit you i i like uh, the Curb episode was my favorite of the three. Uh, we will get you on in the very near future. We have uh, a little bit of a time difference. We'll figure it out for one week. Not not a problem. Uh, and um, I also... No, I'm, enjo- yeah. I, I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying it. What were you going to say? I also liked this episode of New Girl. I thought it was, uh, you know, maybe the best episode of this season. Are you, are you kidding? I liked it. It wasn't so, perfect. We'll get into it. People, it was a Bones Day episode. Kiwi plays it fast and loose here because we're maybe you watched the wrong episode we're talking about I I don't hate it but I'm about to regale you 
Mm-hmm. Is that right? I'm about to ambush yeah. you with questions about how much people are listeners. Okay, are I want to hear why. Maybe they could convince episode. me. Maybe I'm very easily influenced, and I will hate it by the end of the episode. All right. Season three, episode four, The Captain, originally aired October 8th, 2013. Oh, a month a month out, out of when we're recording this episode. Do you know the poem, uh, Oh, Captain, My Captain? I know the line from Dead Poet Society. Do you know who wrote that poem? No. Do you know nothing about Long Island? Don't gatekeep poetry. No, I was gatekeeping Long Island. <laughs> I was making a joke about Long Island. You can was, gatekeep Long Island. I don't know anything about poetry, and I don't know one line beyond that. No, it's Walt Whitman. I mean, when we were a kid, it's like he's like the one person who like made something of himself. So they always. Say I like, like William Carlos Williams. Really? I've eaten the plums. Like uh, Claire Wanda. Yeah, icebox. All right. Um, I I'll gatekeep Staten Island. You you keeping up with uh, a double shot at love with Vinny and Polly D? Oh no, I thought you were going to say Kim Kardashian coming over to hang out with Pete Davidson. Oh, I can't. I, I mean, that's that's high art. What's your What's that your Pete art. Davidson take again? Do I have a Pete Davidson take? I don't know. I might. I like it. Look, D- DDS, man, you know, like that's trauma that I can't that I as as a fellow DDS, I can't even imagine. So. Mm-hmm. I liked The King of Staten Island. I watched it on an airplane. Oh, yeah. You did say that once recently. Let's get to the digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, believe me, there's nothing I would rather talk to you about, Kiwi. Um, well, I, I want to get your clean summary, and then I'll pester you with these questions. Pepper you with them. Not pester. It's no bother. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my summary is uh, we got a couple of things going on. Jess and Nick are really spending the whole uh, episode together in bed. But at a certain point, uh, Nick has an equipment malfunction, and <laughs> they try and solve it. Um, meanwhile, Schmidt, who swore to that he would, you know, he vowed last week that if if he could, if he would die doing it, he would break up their relationship, gets in the way. Meanwhile, we have a really solid, you know, B story in terms of like, it's a real, you know, story. Uh, Winston is trying to get his cat Ferguson. A little action before Ferguson gets neutered next next week or whenever. Uh, and some mayhem ensues there as well. Very straightforward episode. Not really anything else going on. No real C or D story. That's it. Two things happening. It's interesting, Keeve, that you're coming in so high in this episode. I think, like, this might be the best example that you're... So for anyone who doesn't listen to Renap. And I don't know that this maybe this has been settled in the year since I listened to an app or however mm-hmm. long it's been. Mm-hmm. But there was an ongoing bit about like whether or not you're cool. Right. It was a fun. We bit. haven't talked about it in a long time, but yeah. Uh, OK, so it's an open question. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the greatest evidence to suggest that you are cool in that. I, I watched this episode frantically like two seconds before we got on and I was like, oh, shit, like I got to talk about this episode with Keeve, like not. Not anything about you, just, like, I wouldn't want to sit here and talk to my dad about it. I wouldn't want to talk to Alex Chester about it. Like, I just... Are you talking about just the, the material in the episode? Well, just, like, how we're going to go through this episode. I honestly found myself not taking a lot of notes, because what are we going to, like, talk in detail about, like... I mean, we can a, go straight to the stuff. banana minute. We got, like, eight good banana minutes. No, but you're coming in, like, I love this episode. Well, I don't want to, like, get into, it. like, let's, let's go line beat by beat in the, in the captain. Sure, but I'm just saying, like you, you, I, I always underestimate uh, your your flexibility. <laughs> no, no. 
That was a curse to no-no. Um, I didn't mean it like that. Just mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, um, I didn't love this episode. I just thought, like, they tried something. I like where they're going. I like that, like, we're going to have a, an arc or a mini arc now where Schmidt is trying to break them up. That makes me laugh. I don't need to be in bed with them all day. That doesn't honestly do much for me. But at least, like, at least they tried You're something. You're like, that does a lot for me. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we do have the weird thing where Jess was basically, like, so virginal in, the in like, the first season. And, like, what, what, what couldn't she say? Well, she, she couldn't say penis, yeah. but I, I just want to take issue with the fact that she was virginal because I think part of it was like, I've only had sex with a guy I've been with for like six years. Yeah. And I don't but know she how was to like, like get back into it. Is that a better and word? He, and well, also because he cheated on her. Yeah. So I feel like she had the opposite of vaginal hubris to quote from the league. Mm-hmm. Right. She had some insecurities of like, he cheated on me. Right. But she was like, so like, uh, you know, like can't say that word and can't do this and teehee and now certainly you know, certainly yeah d- different person different character but listen that's growth you're in your 20s or 30s some people when they re- you know when they turn 30 they have a lot of personal growth some people are very st- stunted and don't maybe <laughs> they even slide backwards sometimes who's sliding backwards i don't know there's probably some sliders out there <laughs> all right so let's get to our audience uh vocal audience opinions here chloe g says i have no question i really did not like the storyline mm-hmm. this episode okay uh, matt stewart says i think this was my least favorite episode i don't know if it was my mood while watching it but schmidt was infuriating and jess and nick were too cartoony even more so than an all-in they were cartoony um, i will say in hindsight like my wife because she walked in the room for like 10 minutes whoa. and I was saying like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna go uh, you're gonna go talk about this episode now. Like I thought she was gonna say it, but she was just watching the second half with me. But there there was like a lull. Like I didn't write a single note in like a six or seven minute span. So that is fair. I see. I didn't think Justin Nick were really cartoony. Like yes, maybe when he like has this like I'm gonna express my feelings moment. Certainly that's like overblown. But I do think there's a period in a relationship. No, people have jobs. Like they can't just be in bed all day. But where you're just like the honeymoon phase. Like, yes, this was an exaggerated and also simultaneously condensed expression of a honeymoon phase in a relationship. I didn't think that was like that cartoony. I didn't think it was that. I mean, listen, it's pretty within the realm of what we've seen a hundred times on this show. I don't think yeah. it was that cartoony. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask a question about Schmidt in a second, but I want to get to the this first let's put ourselves in the writer's room here producer kelly says if the captain creeps you out which it doesn't keep it doesn't creep the kiwi out uh no they, well, the, the episode doesn't <laughs> creep me out. i understand <laughs> but if the captain creeps you out how would you write a different storyline where schmidt tries to break up nick and jess full disclosure i hate the captain storyline all three characters are the worst versions of themselves throughout it the only funny part is schmidt being super aware of his nipples mm-hmm. so i mean I actually do think they play this perfectly of Schmidt getting into Nick's head of like your commitment and your communication issues. And it's sort of a well-placed, as Dane Cook once said, tic-tac size comment that's a detonator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yes, I'm quoting Dane Cook in in 2021. Um, But... This, so, like, again, like, this, I don't know that I have a better idea than that as far as what would actually cause a riff or some tension with Nick and Jess. 
Yeah, well, I thought there was going to be a bunch of this. So maybe uh, what what PK is saying makes me think that there's not going to be, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I thought we'd have like a lot of like him really trying to throw some tic-tac bombs on the relationship. And this was just one of them. But it would probably get old soon anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I just I like I like the idea of evil Schmidt trying to break them up. That's really what I like. And I like the B story even more than the A story also. So it's not like I was like, ooh, like, yeah, let's, you know, keep going back to to this as much as like, all right, they tried something interesting and it was funny. The only I guess the rewrite I would do is like the Schmidt comment to Nick. It's like even though Nick knows Schmidt's trying to break them up, what he's saying is still true and anxiety-inducing for Nick such that he can't just be like, oh, Schmidt's, like, making it up. I'll ignore it. Whereas I think what falls apart is that Jess would then confide in Schmidt and then listen to this, like, ridiculous sex act and just do it full stop. I think what maybe should have happened, and maybe it just there wasn't the time, is that uh, Jess, having been made to be insecure based on the equipment malfunction, as you put it so eloquently, um, goes to Cece, and Cece like recommends some like weird like model like whateverness like like I, I think that's or like the Russian roommate is there you know like I don't think sh- like her listening to Schmidt is like too much I think. Yeah, I I sort of agree, but also. Yeah, I mean, it should be a bigger deal, but they also know they have to be like, you know, Schmidt is, is in evil mode right now. It's not it's not great, but but it's I, like I don't think it's completely out of character for her, honestly. OK, um, you could feel free to pass and tell me to edit this question. But Matt Stewart wants to know, Akiva, how does it feel to know your daughter watch this episode? <laughs> God, You're a cool dad. You're not a regular dad. You're a cool dad. Next. My dad wouldn't even well, think about this. Well, like, how about he, this? He I'll just not react. He I'll would be just honest. Be like, Whatever. I'll be honest. I do think when you're a kid, a lot of things go over your head, even if you watch them. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like you don't even know. I once watched the I, I, the contest uh, episode of Seinfeld with a friend, and at the end he said that was so, so, and we were like dying on the floor. And at the end of the episode, he we were in high school, maybe like ninth grade, and he, at the end of the episode, he's like, "Oh, that was so funny," but like they never said what the contest was about. Because <laughs> they famously don't actually in the episode say what it's about, but it's, you know, obvious if you're paying attention. But so, like, the point is, I do think it's like, that's what, as parents, we have to convince ourselves that, you know, no one's actually paying attention, especially when they're kids. Totally agree about the things that go over your head. Seinfeld's a great example of that. Because at the end of the day, this aired on network television. Like, this made it past, obviously, like, less strict censors for New Girl than Seinfeld. But still, standards and practices were there. Um... I also think when you're watching something in the binge, again, we just talked about this with with Curb, but even Matt Stewart is going through this with a fine tooth comb to send us great questions every week. Like we, we being me and you, plus our audience who's considering this and listening to a podcast are watching this much closer than somebody who's like a teenager binging this. Yeah. (laughs) And the reality is she probably understood all the jokes. Well, let's move on. So (laughs) you get, (laughs) Z says, This question is long overdue and maybe has been covered enough at this point, but is there a more unlikable, less redeemable, bigger POS on television than Schmidt? He's an insufferable, racist, misogynist jackass. Just to recap over his arc over the past few episodes, he does everything in his power to ruin a couple's wedding, 
Are they better off apart? Maybe, but that's not his call. Imagine being the family who just paid to have their wedding ruined by some idiot's buffoonery, and after he successfully breaks apart the couple under the chuppah, uh, well, it wasn't a chuppah, but okay, he can't even choose to be with Cece after all that. He then proceeds to cheat on two women with each other at the same time, ruining both their lives in the process. He then, in this episode, has the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to take out his anger at being caught on... at being caught on Nick and Jess, on his best friend, to swear to break them up because of his immaturity and deranged narcissistic behavior. I'd rather root for the entire, uh, I don't understand this. Who's the Roy family? Oh, you don't watch Succession? No, but I have to. Okay. I was afraid. I was like, who am I saying? I'd rather root for the entire Roy family to succeed than this turd. And to top it all off, he blames the entire thing on the fact that he used to be, quote, very fat. Just terrible. He should be evicted from the loft and replaced by the ghost of Stalin or any other more infinitely more redeeming characters oh, than man. this show could put Jeez. on. Jeez. Wow. And then he adds, love the podcast. Yeah. What would Schmidt be doing in 2021? Like, where would he be? Right now, would he be like? Didn't we do this? We did this. Yeah. Well, how would Schmidt deal with the pandemic? No, yeah, but even like post-pandemic, like yeah, for sure he's not vaccinated. That's not a question. But like, (laughs) he's like, he's he's like afraid of getting sick. He's like on Twitter, like very like vociferously defending Barstool, and he's like, um, yeah, he he, yeah, like he's vaccinated, but he's like anti-vax mandates and things like that, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I hear what you're saying, but. He's fake. He's 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 funny. It's fine <laughs> to have a character who's evil, and it's not like a show like Seinfeld where sort of everyone is kind of bad but subtly bad. Like he's like, not, he's not cartoonishly evil, but he's like pretty openly like self, you know, serving. And uh, but not everyone's like that. Jess is is good, good. So you know, it's good to have different types of people on a show like this. Yeah, I think Schmidt is an interesting character study in, like, will he be redeemed? Will he continue to plummet off the side of the cliff? How could he be redeemed at this point? Again, because, like, no one's on his side here. Like, Cece's a main character in the show, and he's, like, really, really betrayed her in a major way. Um, Does he get off the hook a little bit this episode and the last episode more than he should? Absolutely. I I think, like... The fact that Jess's whole thing at the end, which it's interesting to me that you thought this was going to continue to go on, maybe because a lot was promised and not that much was delivered in Mm -hmm. terms of like, it'll be when you least expect it. And maybe something still will pop up, but I do think they're trying to get you to think that it's over by the way that Jess is like, you did something bad, just own it. And there's this like very brief resolution. Yeah, it's a little disappointing, but... What are you going to do? We'll move on to the next thing. All right. So we'll keep we'll keep trying. I mean, Schmidt is something that's we're going to be able to sink our teeth into Schmidt for months and months to come because he's extremely complex. He is, as you said, he's not just one thing and he's not good. And that's okay. It's not okay, but it's interesting to talk about. Mm -hmm. He's fake. All right. um, Could you ask Yosef without it being weird what? going to banana it would mean going to, what does it mean to banana it? yeah i could ask him but not now he's sleeping <laughs> if we if we record long enough he'll be awake that's a good point that's true <laughs> time check for the keeve 3 54 a.m 
And this wasn't even my fault. Well, it was my fault, but like you preferred to do it tonight later. Yeah, we were going to, because we were going to do this like mid season fantasy draft thing, but then it got, it's like really tomorrow night, but it's fine. Oh, so you didn't even have to. I did. I, I like, I, I pushed off work like until two in the morning, so it ended up working out well. I'm not, no complaints here. All right. Um, what do you think of Winston's method of, uh, would you like to have Winston's survival kit just for your kids making noise in the house? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I like the idea of, of like, blackout, you know, uh, like, uh, headphones. That's good. I think it, I think it's smart of him. I don't know why you need a blindfold, though. Yeah, the blindfold. I guess they are using a communal shower, which is, I think, an offense. True. Like, if they're in there for, like, two hours, like, you may need to blindfold. Like, hey, I'm coming in. I have to pee or something. <laughs> like, are you using a bottle in your bedroom at that point? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a no-go to use a communal shower in that way when mm-hmm. you have multiple roommates. I uh, guess that's the only way it would be a communal shower. Yes. Yeah. If there's only be- Because there's one bathroom. Like, normally you would have possibly multiple bathrooms for four different roommates. And then it wouldn't be the end of the world if two people went in there together. But, yeah, with one, I think it's a no-go. I agree. If everyone's home. Is there a couple, so uh, Schmidt says that he could break Kate and Will up with one email. Mm-hmm. Do, is there a couple that you think you could break up with an email? Or that you, wh- who would be a couple you think you could you could uh, insert yourself so. into? I don't think so. I, I, it's a good question. I, I wonder if, I, I don't think I could be broken up with an email either. Unless it was like someone from the future saying like, I'm, you know, the master of common sense, Mara. Like here, take my word for it. Um, no, I don't. It's a good question. I don't think so. Do you have Do you have somebody like that? One uh, a lot of people have asked me for a re- personal review of their relationship under lash theory, mm-hmm. and I've never once told a woman that I'm friends with that her boyfriend is an example of lash theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I will say, no, 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 you're equal. You're equal. But I do think a well placed email of this is compliant with lash theory might get some people thinking like a George Costanza level. Uh, you could do a lot, a doctor married to a salesman. You yeah. could do a lot better than that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, but I don't think they're breaking up, you know, it's something to think about something to think about, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I wouldn't want to break anyone up. I, I don't have any, uh, this level of, interest. I have one funny one. I really can't say it on the podcast. You could ask me in person. If you see me in person, not you. It's you could personal. ask me after. It's not a celebrity couple. It's personal. No, somebody I know. Somebody I know. I, I thought of a good one, but it, I can't really say it. Right, um, DM me on Twitter. Okay. Are you liked the Winston? Because so we got a question about Pat. Patty said, "Has Winston officially made the migration from ex-pro basketball player, cool guy jock, to complete weirdo with his failure to read social cues and intense cat owner behavior?" You liked the storyline with Winston. Yeah, I, I definitely like the choice. I think they could have workshopped it a little more to have like a funnier because it's so telegraphed. I do wonder if they could have like done some different word choices where it was like. Uh, you know, like it less clear to everyone, like what what's going on. No, I just think about? it was like weird that like we knew right away. Oh, how about this? You know, I- I'm famously face blind, so I'm like, all right, who's this actress? Because she looks a little like Taylor Swift. This, I'm just taking you through my brain in to real me, time. She okay? looks like uh, Anya Taylor Joy, whatever her name is. But okay. she would have been way younger at this point. Okay, so this is Ricky Lindholm, right? Who used to be a podcaster back in the day. She's Garfunkel notes, whatever. Yeah, we got a question about that. She, I thought, 
like a she's one of the always sunny girls she's uh caitlin olsen she's d i see that but then i read something else where somebody said the av club um review said she looks too much like the waitress charlie day's wife to who of course in this show is Nick's ex-girlfriend in the first in the first uh, she looks nothing like Caroline I bet a man wrote that review right I think the man is always (laughs) because they said that she looks so much like her that she shouldn't get cast was was basically what they said that is deranged Mm -hmm. she looks so she looks like the love child of of Queen's Gambit and um the first person you said that now my brain oh and uh D yeah. Okay. So Ricky Linto. Maybe that's what he meant. Did he? Is it possible he meant? Uh, he, he meant Caitlin Olsen. And not- well, that's a big f up if you're writing that in the context of she shouldn't have been cast on the new girl, on new girl because she's already been like that's a two second fact check. I'm looking if anybody. Hannah Simone. Yeah. Here's a tweet. Yeah. Here's a tweet from. I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't endorse this person's tweets. Like I have no idea. I'm just reading this tweet. Um, James Janisi says, "Could we get a movie where Ricky Lindholm and Anya Taylor Joy are sisters, please?" Mm-hmm. That was November twenty fourth, twenty twenty. They look exactly alike. Yeah, I see. I see a bunch of people saying Ricky Lindholm though, so I guess it's not as crazy of a take as we thought. Wait, a- what are you talking about? I googled. Oh. Uh, Mary, <laughs> like saying it saying her to what i googled mary elizabeth ellis looks like and ricky lindholm just that i wait hold on yeah i didn't even who's mary did, elizabeth ellis the waitress caroline okay. yeah caroline scaroline and i didn't say looks alike i just googled their both their names well of course but that's the only way they have the something third hit is a whole bo- a message board talking about how much they look like Okay, I'm looking at pictures of them again, and mm-hmm. they they bear, like, they could play cousins. Like, I wouldn't not believe if they were playing But I would never, ever, 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 ever confuse them as the same person. Sure, okay, fair enough. Anyway, that was a, a lot. Um, at this, I have to say, I've been telegraphing this the whole time, but... I really just don't like the Winston's creepy with his cat motif, and I am going to spoil. It continues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it right now, but I like I liked where it went. Uh, I assume we're not going to see Ricky Lindholm again, um, but we'll, we, I guess we will see Ferguson again. Uh, Producer Kelly says, real talk, is the Winston storyline more outlandish than how weird people actually are? Read their pets. <laughs> we're at, you're asking the wrong guys and girls. Yeah, we're we're a pet free podcast. Mm-hmm. I did love when he said, "Does your does the girl cat have all the parts?" Like, I do think the parts that did work for me here were the parts that were like so obvious, and to just see this woman who's like, "It's been a long six months." Like, she knows this is insane. She's just trying to roll the dice with it, which is relatable. You think she knows that, he, like, that it's not, she knows that it's about the cats? No. No, no, she doesn't know, but, like, he says weird shit, and she's just like. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's why I would have rewritten some of this stuff, because it wasn't, it was clear, and you know what I mean? Like, the, it was, like, the mess-ups weren't funny enough. 
You're right, but I think it's part of the point when, she, like, when she's like, "I brought wine," and he's like, "Cats can't have wine," and she's like, "It's been six months. I need this wine." <laughs> like, you know, like she's she's forgiving a lot of his red flags. Purposely. Yeah, fair enough. Um. All right, so let's go back to the cake because I love a grocery store sheet cake. Have we discussed this? Yes, you love grocery store cake. Costco cake. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like one of the best things you can get. Vanilla on vanilla, just is rude about the vanilla vanilla undeservedly vanilla vanilla chef's kiss beautiful for a sheet cake um but producer kelly says what's the last appropriate age at which people can celebrate a month anniversary a month anniversary uh, the last age or the last month in terms like is it saying like if you're 20 you can celebrate six months but if you're 75 yeah well not you because you would have been married for a year at that point mm-hmm. but i think it's like a month anniversary is maybe i don't think it's an age I think it's, in high school it's the age of the relationship kelly well, no, it, that that would be one month old. Ah, okay. So, like, the <laughs> milestone, she means. I thought you meant, like, how old you are. Um, yeah, I think 11 months is the last one. After that, it's a year. <laughs> you don't get any more anniversaries until two years. I think what she suggested, my interpretation of this question was, like, after high school, you can't celebrate a month anniversary anymore. Mm-hmm. You enough. know what? We have such so little to celebrate. I said this actually recently to Melissa, like, I would make fun of someone celebrating a month anniversary now, but then I would be like, you know what? Some people, people would, live. yeah. Some people would kill for for a single month anniversary. <laughs> Merida, you could at me. Um, can you explain? Because I, I famously have never seen Titanic and have said I won't see Titanic mm-hmm. until Alex agrees to see Titanic, so I'll never see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the significance of like Schmidt? Um, Standing Billy Zane and Titanic. I thought the iceberg was like the bad guy in that. No, Billy Zane is is the bad guy trying to kill Leonardo DiCaprio and break them up and stuff. He's like he's like a purely bad guy. Oh, there's murder in the plot of Titanic as well. Well, he doesn't. I mean, the iceberg. Does, the iceberg does the the murdering in the end. Spoiler. Well, that's what I said. The I thought the iceberg yeah, no, was bad. Like to, they yeah. decided they needed to insert more drama into like one yes. of the biggest like. Yes. Yes, he C, is. C there is a human bad guy. Otherwise, there would, the stakes would be pretty limited. Yeah, there's a human bad guy who. I thought that the stakes were love. I think I, I, I think it's at the beginning of the movie. He's Kate Winslet's fiance, no but then she, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. You, we're gonna watch that in the football off season. We're gonna watch it. Are you actually? I'm saying you and Alex, uh, we're gonna do a Titanic Has podcast. Agreed? Well, you gotta work. I'll get work him to do him. it. I'll get him to do that. I bad. was told I was gonna be the mediator between the two curb podcasts, and then you guys went on without me. Well, they told they said like, "Hey, this is the best week for it," and I'm like, "Sure, perfect." I mean, I don't care. Chester was just in my in my uh, WhatsApps about it. I I made no effort to attend. Um, all right. Well, we talked about all of this. I mean, in terms of Nick's groundhog situation, it's a it's a funny compilation. It's very new girl energy. I, I they they get a lot of laughs over using the word chutney multiple times. Mm-hmm. Chutney. I love the reverse psychology. I'm not attracted to you. You're fat. Like, it's just like, you're, you're disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right. Papa Smurf. Do you feel good about Papa Smurf? Do you, do you have any, like, underlying attraction to Papa Smurf? I was never a big Smurf guy. Were you a, were you a Smurf person? I don't think I've ever seen anything to do with the Smurfs. Mm-hmm. They're kind of cute. I, that's like. not true. I've seen the Billy on the Street thing with Hank Azaria when he's promoting the Smurfs movie because he plays Gargamel. That's all I've seen. 
They play Kathy Bates or Gargamel. Anyway, let's move swiftly on here. Mm -hmm. Producer Kelly says, Ali has said the last two weeks Nick has shown a lot of emotional growth. Isn't this episode a bit of a backtrack? So the whole thing where Nick's kind of unable to talk about his feelings, is that sort of inconsistent with the Nick we've seen the last two episodes? Not really. I feel like it's a difficult situation for him as a guy. And, like, they also have this scenario where someone is, like, actively sworn to break them up. It's tricky. He's doing his best it's out tricky. there. He's doing his best out there. Um, <laughs> I love the Chicago Brown Bears. Can we be calling the Chicago Bears the Chicago Brown Bears? Yeah. It, it, you know, I never – I hate when, like, uh, you know – I hate sports malapropisms because everyone should do everything why, about sports. I don't really hate it. I'm just is that why the Bears logo does not actually feature a bear? Because they don't, they didn't want to decide what kind of bear. What kind of bear, yes. Because it's an orange bear. It's for you to decide what kind of bear it is, yeah. <laughs> I did laugh how far did you make it to the captain? Did you make it to the spyglass? <laughs> oh, yes, we made and it. And I have incredible night vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I did love Nick's uh, sort of emotional outburst here about it. you talk too much and it frustrates me sometimes after you fall asleep because I do that so I can relate to that being a complaint. Um, but it was sweet. And Do you think this is going to last, though? Is Nick becoming this, like, emotional guy and it's too much? No, or is it'll be gone by end? an episode or two from now. All right. Um I, I, and Winston has the line of the episode, I think, when he says, I have a cat brothel going on and I'm the only normal one in the sloth. <laughs> yes. I can't be the only normal one in the sloth. Yeah, it's a good line. Anything else? I guess the last bit is we get, you know, Schmidt trying to make good with Cece and her putting her gum in this note that he leaves her. Uh, so the door is, like, maybe... It's not open, but it's open in terms of, like, where you're going to see maybe Schmidt be going of, like, all right, I got to make it, make it right with Cece somehow. Mm-hmm. No note for Elizabeth. No note. Nope it's just list. frustrating if it's so easy now to pick Cece. Like, why did he go through the rigmarole, right? Like, I don't understand why the decision is suddenly clear now that he has none of them. Um. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't have access to show you one of the two actresses anymore. So he has to basically make the choice this week. <laughs> um. All right, let's get to the guide. A little chaotic, but we got through it. Mm -hmm. Um. Producer Kelly says, how long does Akiva think Cece won't be around because of the Schmidt nonsense? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to guess a couple episodes. I think they have to like go away from her for like two, three episodes. All right. Matt Stewart says, are we past Schmidt treating Jess and Nick as the enemy? So you kind of answered this. But do you think it will come up when we least expect it? Maybe. Maybe he, maybe he lays low for a while and then strikes. And we have that with uh, him seeing his wiener also, right? Like he hasn't done that yet. Whoa. Right? Am I, am I making that up? Say that again? Doesn't he, like, need to still see him naked or something? Oh, that he wants to see Nick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be tracking that. Mm -hmm. Who won the episode, Keeve? Tough one. Okay. I, ha I have an answer. Ferguson the cat. <laughs> okay. You know, he's... Well, he didn't win. He didn't close. He didn't close, but he still had a good time. <laughs> he had a whole cat brothel. Like, you know, he got some attention. I'm giving it to Ferguson because... You can't give it to Winston, you can't give it to Schmidt, and they, you know, you can't give it to Jesser or Nick, and there aren't a lot of people in this episode, so it has to be Ferguson the Cat. 
Producer Kelly says, it seems like no one won again because Schmidt is a jerk. Two people captained and Winston and Ferguson didn't get laid. But I got to go Winston again since at least he was funny, ran the loft meeting with authority, and acknowledged his story was absurd. Ain't no way I got a cat brothel going on in my room and I'm the only normal person in this loft. Matt Stewart says MVP is Winston because of exactly what he said, even though he had a cat brothel going on in his room, he was the only normal one in the loft. I did not read these before I said the same thing. I am going to make it, I'm going to agree with our audience. I am giving it to Winston, even though I hate this storyline, this self-awareness redeems it compared to the field. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. All right, uh, let's go banana, and then we'll get to the Garns men. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we have a couple. I love the one you most recently sent me, and if I can clip it, I'm going to use it like right before the outro as a bumper every single time. I have a bunch. Um, I have a bunch. Like I noticed because I don't. I, I know sometimes you like play one or two, or, or like if you won't play them, I'll miss it. I we have to like almost have an audit of the banana minutes because I have some good ones that I don't even think I got sent. Yeah, I think the last time we didn't have a guest, so two episodes ago, I like played a quick clip of you and Yosef yelling about whether or not he's canceled. Yeah. I'm not canceled. Yeah, that You're was canceled. yeah, that was a couple. Yeah, that was the storyline at one point. Have we heard Cractus yet? Cractus. Yeah, we. I, I think I sent Cractus you to you. I don't think you played it. <laughs> okay, you get. I have two that I know I have not played since Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I will play them. They're each a minute long. Mm-hmm. And then we'll you'll tell me if we hit Cractus, and then we'll have no. A we don't. Hit, we're not going to hit Cractus in this one. These last two, one was from October thirty first. Yeah, I think Cractus is before that. The one before that was the one where he's still mad at you because you said you didn't divide the like you said he drew a oh, line. Oh yeah, I drew a line. He <laughs> took he's it literally. Still, I wonder if he'd still be mad, so mad if I try that tomorrow. Here we go. So yo tape, I hear there's a deal you're about to make with me. You're going to try to. What deal is that? Um, it's, if you clean up the whole room... And what whole room? My whole room. Okay. Then you come to buy the bananas and no one in the rest of the family is out there, even if I'm not part of this family. And I like Wait, not part of what family? This family. So you're not part of this family, you're part of Banana's family, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I let you watch what, what football, mm-hmm. what <laughs> banana. Fo- football with banana? That's the deal? Yep. I already watch football with my friends. What else you What else are you going to let me do? Football fit. That's the only deal. Earth yeah. football or moon football? Earth. Are the Jets good, better on the moon, you think? Because they stink on Earth. No, they stink on the moon. Oh, no. I just love that he's completely unintelligible. And then he's like, I'm not even in this family. Yeah. yeah he's, he's like, uh, he's like going, you're like, oh, yeah, you do this because, I, you know, he, he likes to he likes to tell us all the time that he we're not his real family. His real family is Bananas family. No offense. <laughs> no. Just like those are my parents. There's there's one that I think that hasn't been played where he explains who his moon dad is. And then you have not sent me his moon dad one. I, I got to go through them. I'll send them, and then uh, next time maybe I'll like title them from that one. But then he, um, uh, yeah, he also explained after that one in a little bonus thing that, that is not didn't get clipped that he, uh, yeah, that like he like I've watched football with banana before apparently, but he's always been camouflaged, and this time he promises not to camouflage. So did you? <laughs> Did you just call a conversation that was not recorded with your son bonus that wasn't clipped? Bonus content. Yeah, bonus content. <laughs> like, 
All right, let's get to this one. I loved, I loved the end of this one. So, Yosef, I have a question for you. What? Who's in charge? You were banana. Like, who's the big boss in this operation? Ah, uh, banana, <laughs> but he let me in be in charge. So he's in charge, but he lets you be in charge. That's like oh. me and Allie. Like, I, you know, I let her be in charge. So what's, what, like, let's say you were going to, like, fight the cheetahs in Spooky America. Who comes up with the plan? Banana, he's a prank I love I'm in charge. Okay, so this is the second time in a row that we've, like, done a banana minute. And the second we start, you filled your mouth with pretzels. Mm-hmm. What's the plan? Like, you know you can't really talk with food in your mouth. I could, actually. Oh, I see everything you're eating, and it's kind of ugly. It's kind of gross. Anyway, say goodbye to everyone here. We're going to sleep. No, we're not. Bye. See you later. Yeah, that has to go. With, See ya. Would it want to be ya? Episode from now, and I agree. <laughs> so cute. Bye. See ya. Would it want to be ya? Yeah, oh he did God. another I one even... that I didn't send because it was too long and not so interesting. But like he, he, we waited like five minutes for him to finish chewing some bread, and then the second <laughs> I asked him a question, he, he popped more bread in his mouth and answered for like seventy-five seconds. Are we all seeing that? There's like. A, a very small line. Like, the difference between me and Yosef is, like, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I like, I'm just shoving food into my mouth on the podcast. You know you can't talk when your food's in your mouth. Actually, I can. <laughs> yeah. Every time you say something, I go, ugh, what? <laughs> Rob gave me permission to uh, pitch this show elsewhere on other podcasts. But uh, it was, um, the pitch was, uh, what am I eating? So people come on, basically. Like, could we, is this an? Rob thought it might be an NGOG idea. Like, people. Well, Rob can stuff it. He can keep his. <laughs> no, bad how about ideas this? With you. People come on, and like someone's eating, and we have to guess what they're eating. That's the whole idea. I'll do it if I'm eating. You yeah. Know no, I think I can't it's you. Stand when someone talks on the phone when they're eating, mm-hmm. and but I do it. But you all do the it. Time. Yeah. I'm sure that's the only thing that you are sort of strict with other people about, but you personally are allowed to do it. All right. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> It's so. It's good to know that that's still like being used. That that's still. I don't know where he got like, it from. Probably like the '90s. You know, they do watch some '90s movies. Probably there, because he's been saying a lot. Well, 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 well. Okay. Um, I have a choose your own Garner minute this week. Trying something new. Uh, wait, really quick. Hey, does yeah. it? Is it like fun? I, it must be fun being a parent when your kid says something like. I'm sure you've heard him say that before, but like the first time he said that mm-hmm. must have just been. Like shocking, right? It like, is very funny because, like, I, especially you have four kids, you think like, oh, some things are old, and I'm sure some things are, but like, you still think like when they say something cute like that, it's you're still like telling your wife like, oh, you know what he said? Sorry, I was getting ready for the garnsman. Um, that's cute. Okay, so, uh, choose your own garnsman. So that means you choose your own. No, I'm gonna give you two options, and <laughs> you choose what we're gonna talk about this week. Should you put a poll up, and we'll stall for five minutes? <laughs> no, it's too late. I would do that another time for sure. So what do I get choice? Yeah, oh yeah, okay, to... sorry, sorry. Yes. Um okay. <laughs> so your choice is um do you want a story about Jennifer Garner joining uh Ben Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez to trick or treat or Jennifer Garner wearing a diamond ring sparking engagement rumors? Okay, first of all, is there another option is Monty Hall coming in with a box? No. There's no box and then within that box is both of those stories. 
No. Okay, I'm obviously picking Jay Garns trick or treating with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, and I'm very excited. This was a good. This was a good idea. Yeah. Although I do like the other story. Maybe we'll get to it next week. Uh, oh, next I'm gonna week. I'm gonna read the Daily Mail story. The kids may have enjoyed all the candy and sweet treats they could handle, but Ben Affleck had himself a Jennifer sandwich. Wait, you're just going to read the – you can't just read the Daily Mail story. You have to summarize it. Well, I had read the other one. I thought you were going to pick the other one. <laughs> you don't know me at all. I, I like I, – I thought maybe you'd be – maybe you had seen – I don't know. Uh, what happened? What's the headline? I have never heard this. What, that he bumped in? So, basically, they bumped into his ex while trick-or-treating with their kids in, in Malibu. Which kids? So, they were with Mark Anthony's children with Jennifer Lopez, or they were with Ben Ben, Ben Affleck? Ben and 52-year-old J-Lo were pictured with his 9-year-old son Samuel and her 13-year-old son Maximilian as they gallivanted around what appeared to be a private Halloween event in the celeb favorite favorite community. Oh, so they separated the kids. So, what's her name? Violet or whatever was with Jay Garns? I guess, yeah. Or she's just, like, trick-or-treating on her own. Oh my god! You have because there's no violin <laughs> in the picture. She's not trick or treating on her own. You freak. Uh, it remains unclear, Allie, if the other children were present as Ben shares daughters Violet and Serafina with Garner. All right. Well, <laughs> that was chaos. Mm-hmm. All right. Good theory. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. This is the first Garner minute where you've wet my whistle, and now I gotta go read about mm-hmm. this. I'm curious. Okay. All right, Kiwi. Yes. What a time. We've done it. I think that's it. Yeah, good time was had by all. See if we have any reviews. Great. I feel like we don't have any reviews. No. At this point, no no reviews is good reviews because mm-hmm. I don't want to get bad reviews. I feel like we're cruising for a bruise in this episode, maybe. No, this was a good one. This is a good podcast fault. episode. Was it? We I haven't gotten so. any more reviews since October 17th. We're stagnant. Mm-hmm. Guys, wow, we're reviews. stagnant. But we have a cool five-star review with 311 ratings. So, I, again, attempted to rock the boat. Full circle. Anchors away. Let's get to the prediction for next week. Season three, episode five. Uh, it's called The Box. While Keeve mulls over what that could be. Um, don't forget, if you have questions, thank you to our friends who, who leave us questions. It really helps us get through these episodes. Uh, you could go to at Lash Tweets, and we've got the question thread plugged there in my pinned tweet. Um, Kiwi, are mm-hmm. you ready to predict yes. the box? Yes, I think a mysterious box shows up in their apartment, and they spend a lot of time debating what is in the box. Mm. Last week, when you said... Uh, you said, like, Nick dresses up like the captain or, like, plays a captain or pretends to be. I was like, it's not right, but you're not not right. In this case, you're not right. But we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, I don't think he's the uh, captain. Well, I did get into some Reddit things about, about who's the captain, you know, <laughs> but I don't want to get into that on this episode. I'm the captain now. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that and more next week. Uh, we're back with Season 3, Episode 5, The Box. See ya, Ali and Akiva Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garner